This is a shear on Likute Sichai's Chelik Tesvav, the Parshas Vayigash. On the Pasuk, where Yosef is now going to introduce his brothers to Paroi, it says, Umikze Echav, and from some of his brothers, Lokachamisha Anoshimi took five men by Atzigem, Lifne Paroi, and he presented them before Paroi. So Rashi explains which brothers did he take. He took the weaker, Pechusim, those that are lesser than the other ones, Ligvura in strength, they're weaker, so that they don't look strong, because if he'll see that they're strong, he's going to make them people that will be in charge of his battle. And then Rashi brings two deyes, two opinions, who are the weaker ones. He says, Reuven, Shimei, Levi, Yisachar, Binyamin. Those were the weaker ones. That's the first proposal of Rashi. Those that Moshe Rabbeinu did not double their names when he blessed them in Pashat Vuzay Sabracha. However, the names of the strong ones, he doubled over. And Rashi uh, um, Mentions the ones he's talking about in detail. We're going to get more, a little bit more into that later. That's, says Rashi, what the Bereshis Rabbah says. That's the Loshan of Bereshis Rabbah, Shehi Agoda says so, which is the Agoda of Eretz Yisrael. However, in the Gemara Bavlis, in the Gemara, the Babylonian Talmud of ours, we find that the ones that Moshe Rabbeinu doubled over the names, Heimachaloshim, they are the weak ones. And it's those that he brought for Pari, etc. And then Rashi concludes, and in the Brais of Sifri, it was taught in the portion of Zeis Abrocha, just like in our Gemara. In other words, in the Brais of Sifri, it's, uh, it teaches in Zeis Abrocha that the weaker ones were the ones he brought before Pare, and that's why, and that those are the ones that Moshe Rabbeinu doubled over their names. When we say doubled over their names, it's like, in the bracha it says, and to Zvulun he said, Zvulun be happy with your going out. So the name is mentioned twice. So either, there's two opinions, either that's because they were stronger or because they were weaker. <laughs> and based on that, either the five brothers that were brought here were those brothers or they were other brothers. Um, Okay, he continues, so the Rebbe says, we don't understand, first of all, the fact that Rashi has to bring from our sages, which of the Shvatim were the weaker ones, or which one were the stronger ones, from that we understand that you can't know simply by reading the Pasuk in Pshut Mikra. But asks the Rebbe if it's not so clearly evident from the Pasuk, why in Shal Mikra over here is it relevant to talk about all the details of what Rashi goes into? That's got to do with Moshe Rabbeinu's bracha. Was it the ones that he doubled the name? He didn't double the name. And especially that Rashi brings three sources here. The Bereish Yisraba, the Gemara Bavlis, and the Sifri. So why does he have to actually quote their content? Why is it relevant here to the five-year-old who's learning? Based on the fact that Rashi brings two, <laughs> two opposing opinions from our sages, from this it's imperative, if he's bringing them both, that in Pshutish Mikra, there's no obvious um, decision between the two days. Which one is more appropriate for Pshutish Mikra? I do know that he brought one first and one second. So the fact that he brought one first means that there's some benefit, some advantage to the first shot over the second one. So he brings it first. But the fact that he brings them both means that they're both 
equally relevant to understanding the 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 the, the post So here is a, a, a double question. First of all, in Parshas Zeisabracha, Rashi brings explicitly that the five tribes that Moshe Rabbeinu benched in the latter part of his blessings, which was Zvulun Gond, Don, Naftali, and Asher, Moshe Rabbeinu repeated their names. This is a paraphrase from Rashi there in Vizay Sabracha, to strengthen them and to empower them because they were the weaker ones from all the tribes. They were the ones that Yosef brought before Pari, as it says, and he took part of his brothers, took five, five brothers. In other words, in the simple reading of the Pasuk, since he, he doesn't say there that this is a Rabbi Seinu Doshu, this is the way our rabbis expounded. There, Rashi just brings a simple reading of the Pasuk, the simple reading of the Pasuk is that those five which were names were repeated is because they were the weaker ones. And Moshe Rabbeinu was strengthening them, and those are the ones that Yosef brought. In other words, like the second opinion that he brought here in Parshat Vayichi and now Rashi. So there, Pshotesh Mikra is that the weaker ones were the ones that Moshe Rabbeinu doubled their names. And here, it seems to be Rashi brings two Pshotim in Pshotesh Mikra. Second question is, in Parshas Mates and Dvarim, Rashi says very simply that the Shevet of God is with the, with the strong ones. Different than he says in Zeis Ablacha that Moshe Rabbeinu doubled their names to make them strong. In other words, there in Parshas Zeis Ablacha, Rashi assumes in Pshutish Shemekha that they were weak ones. But yet, when we talk about the story of the Bnei God asking to inherit on the other side of the yard, and the Moshe Rabbeinu saying that they're going to have to, in order to do that, they have to lead the Jewish people in battle, there it comes out clear that they are strong. So you can't answer, well, here's a possible answer that I've been saying you can't answer. What's a possible answer? Possible answer is in every case, <coughs> Rashi explains the way it's imperative there in Pshut Mikra in that spot. So in Pasha's Matis and Dvarma, we're telling Pnei God that they're going to lead the battle in Pshut Mikra. It's clear that they were strong. However, in Pasha's Zay we have to say that Shevet God was actually from the weaker ones. For whatever reason. And in Pshutish Mikra, in our Pasha, you can go either way. So why can't we say that? Because they've said, as we've said many times, and it's self-understood, that it can't be, according to Pshutish Mikra, that one place should be in, 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 in opposition totally to the other place. In other words, Pshutish Mikra has to have a clear narrative running through the whole Torah. Can't be in one place, Pshutish Mikra says this, in one place like that. There's an interesting footnote here from Rabbi Kotz from a sefer called Maasei Hashem to Rabbi Eliezer Harefe Ashkenazi. In a book called Maase, in, in the chapter called Maase Bereshis, he says, in opposition to the Ra'om, to Rabbi Eliezer Mizrahi, so Rabbi Eliezer Harefe Ashkenazi writes as follows, I'm going to paraphrase. It's truly not, um, not acceptable, the one who tries to pose it, that Rashi, who is whole purpose is to explain the Torah and the beauty of the Torah and how everything is, 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 is totally correct. It's not plausible to say that he will explain the Torah according to one way in one place, according to one Agada, one, one Medrash, and in another place he's going to explain according to another Agada that totally negates, that stands in diametric opposition to the first. Because in that way, the psukim will be divided between themselves. There won't, there won't be an agreeable understanding of all the psukim. And instead of Rashi coming to explain and to help us in understanding the psukim, on the contrary, Rashi will have created division, and that doesn't make sense. 
to say that Rashi would do such a thing. Interesting. So Rabbi is here saying it's not possible. Rashi has to have a thread of Pshut Shamika. So to say that in three different places, there's three different um, meanings of Pshut Shamika, that doesn't, doesn't fly. Base. So the explanation about the, this, this change. Explanation between the difference of Rashi and the Rashi Matis and Devarim says that like this. This that we find that in one place Rashi brings two Pirushim and in the second place he just goes according to one of those Pirushim. It could be for two reasons. Listen, listen. One. Mostly, according to the Pirush we brought, there's a difficulty. Beruba deruba. Mostly, Leitin Gibrachen Pirush is Farana Shverekait in Sveitin Posuk, Pavantas Rasi Pirushi. Shaken Leitin Sveitin did Gibrachen Pirushi, the Posuk Mumma Pashtos, and the Svadatzik Nitkin Bavarnir. The reason Rashi has to explain, let's say, okay, there were two Pirushim here, and now we come to another Posuk, and Rashi doesn't bring, doesn't explain the Torah according to both Pirushim. He explains it just according to one of them. So either the reason is, and mainly this is the case, that, yes, the Mechamah Shemikah knows there's two Pirushim. According to one Pirush, the Pasuk reads perfectly, but the second Pirush that Rashi had said earlier, this Pasuk now becomes a difficulty. How do you read it? So Rashi now has to explain only the second one that this Pasuk is not understandable according to. According to the first Pirush, he's brought, if, if you read the next Pasukim like that, fine, no problem, no issue, doesn't have to comment. That's one reason why he wouldn't bring both again later. Another reason, the exact opposite. Because in this place, um, the contrary, it could be that earlier he bought two Pirushim. Reading this next Pasuk, this next instance where those two Pirushim would come up, one of them seems to be the simple reading. And so that's what he explains. The other one, it's not that the other one can't fit, but Rashi is going with a simpler reading here. You'll, you'll remember that there's two Purushim back there, you'll look at this Pasuk, you'll say, okay, it could fit, but Rashi just brings what flows, so two exact opposite things. But in other words, the fact that Rashi brought two there and doesn't bring here is, 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 a, is plausible. Similarly, going to that second reason that it reads much more Pashat here, according to one of the Purushim, that's why he brings that, is in our case. In our Parshataki, you don't see which way it goes. You don't see which one is the weak, which ones are the strong. It just says he took some of his brothers. Having Parshas, Matis, and Dvarim, it's Mashma, it seems clearly from the Pesukim, the Bnei God were, were, were powerful. Because otherwise, they wouldn't have proposed that, okay, we want to take our land here, and we're not running away from the battle. We will lead the Jewish people in battle on the other side of the Arden. And Moshe Rabbeinu wouldn't have accepted that thought. If a weakling comes and says, oh, we, you know, he acts like a, like a strong guy. He says, I'm going to lead the battle. He says, excuse me. Moshe Rabbeinu said, uh, hello. Uh, no, no thanks. And then Moshe Rabbeinu even said further, not just you're going to go with them, you're going to go, Chalutzim uh, Tavri uh, instructs them, you're going to pass in front of the Bnei so you're going to lead the battle. Obviously, it seems from the simple reading of the passage, the Bnei God were from the weaker ones. And therefore, you can't say that what Rashi says in Pashas Matis and Dvarim, that the Bnei God were, were strong ones is because later Moshe Rabbeinu uh, 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 doubles their name. That's not the, the that's not why he's saying that in, in the story of the Bnei God and Bnei Reuven. 
Um, because um, yeah, because the the proof of that Rashi brings is from the psukim that are before Brichas Meisha, right, and not from the psukim because Rashi also brings that um, that they actually did that in the pasuk in Yeshua. When that was after the bracha of Moshe. However, the uh, Rashi brings the strength because Moshe Rabbeinu had already accepted, they had offered to lead the, the, the battle, and Moshe Rabbeinu has accepted it before the bracha of Moshe. So we see that clearly in the, in the simple narrative of the Pasuk, where it describes uh, uh, in, in, in Pasha's Matis, Pasha's Dvarim, the, the God, Godites are, are strong. Ah, so that's why Rashi goes with that Pirish in Parshas Matzah. That's just a simple reading of the Pasuk there. I, but Rashi already gave an opinion in our Parsha that maybe God was from the strong ones. And that's no stira, it's not a conflict with the second Pirish of Rashi in our Parsha that God was from the weak ones. Why? Listen to this. Because what we could say simply is that God, the son of Yaakov, was Taka from the weak ones. But his children... The people of Shevet God, this is 250 years later, this is a generation that goes into Eretz Yisrael. They were strong. Especially we know that the Shvatim um, got married with each other. So what could have happened is that the children of God got married with daughters of an under Shevet, of, 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 of the powerful Shvatim, and their children inherited the might of the mother's father. So it's not a problem to say that in our parsha B'nai God is from the weaker ones. And in uh, yet in Parsha's uh, Matis and in Dvarim, they're offering to go in front of the Jewish people and they talk as strong. Because maybe by that time they had become a strong family. Through the genetics that came to them from <coughs> the strong tribes that they may have married into. However, we don't understand what is the Understanding in Vizay Sabracha, where does where does the reading in Vizay Sabracha infer that the ones that Moshe Rabbeinu doubled their names were the weak ones? Like the second parish in, in Rashi in our parsha. And if that's the way it seems in Parsha Vizay Sabracha, clearly, so why Rashi doesn't bring it here in our uh, uh, parsha as being the main pirush. In other words, here Rashi says two options, which are the weak ones. There in Parsha Vizay Sabracha, Rashi says the ones that he doubled over were the weak ones. In our parish, it says, could be he doubled over, the, the Moshe Rabbeinu doubled over the names of the strong ones. And if there he just brings one pirush, that those are the weak ones, why here at least isn't that pirush, the first pirush, even if he's going to bring two pirush. Also, we have to understand Gimel. Why Rashi in our parish, first of all, gives a length in his pirush. And also, number two, there's very unusual expressions in this Rashi. First of all, he says, this is, the Lashon of Bereshi Saba, but he adds, that's the Agoda of Eretz Yisrael. That's the Israel version of Agoda. And then he, in number two, he says, but the other version is Lashon Gemara Bavlishalon, in our Babylonian Talmud. It's interesting. Number three, he says in the Bryce of Sifri, it's taught like, uh, the Bryce of Sifri, of Zay Sabrach, it's taught like in our Gemara. First of all, what's the difference that it also says that in Sifri? And also, what's the difference that it's in a Bryce of Sifri? And also, what's the difference that the Braisa and the Sifri in, is in Vizay Sabrocha? Or what's the difference which parts it's in? Dalit, the Birbachazim. 
When we learn the Pasuk, he took some of his brothers, five people, and you don't explain which ones they are. So it makes sense, logically, that somewhere in the Torah, there's going to be a distinction here about these five Shvatim over the other ones. But it, it doesn't, the, the Torah is cryptic. Somewhere there must be a hint which ones, which ones they are. That's why Rashi brings the lengthy expression of Chazal, that this is understood from the Brach of Meisha. Because you see by Meisha that by some of the Shvatim, the names are doubled over, and by some not. That's the only part in the Torah, it's the only place in Torah where you find that the Torah distinguishes five Shvatim from others. As we're going to explain according to the two Pirushim. On the other hand, even though here the Torah doesn't say which ones are the weak ones, from the fact that we learned, from all what we've learned about the Shvatim till now in their lives, we can derive in about the level of strength and weakness about certain individual Shvatim. First of all, for example, learning the parish of Shechem, Medina's kept, being captive. So simply speaking, you understand that Shimon and Levi were, 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 were strong. They single-handedly alone killed out all the men of the, of the city. So it's difficult to say the first Pshat of Rashi is that those that Moshe Rabbeinu's names weren't doubled were the weak ones. Because Shimon and Levi's name wasn't doubled. That means we're saying Shimon and Levi are from the weak ones. But look, they just single-handedly killed out a, a town. That's why Rashi brings the Pirish, first of all, that the ones that Moshe Rabbeinu doubled their names, they were the weak ones. And Mela, that comes out that Shimon and Levi, from everything we've read till now, this is the simpler Pshat. That Shimon and Levi are part of the the names aren't doubled in Vizay Sabrava. They're from the strong ones. And however, Rashi has to, of course, add and say that Yehuda, his name was, was uh, doubled over. So Rashi has to add and say, that's not because of weakness, there's another reason for that. Because what's clear here is that the, from, from, the, uh, from the things, from the events that had happened with the children of Yaakov, which we've already learned about, is that Yehuda was from the strong ones. And more than that, he was the strongest of the Shvatim, the king of the Shvatim. And he stood up for Binyamin. And he was stood up uh, in opposition to Yosef, who was the viceroy of Egypt, assistant to the king of Egypt, the superpower. It's not, it's not a simple thing. However, so, so in that way, the ones that Meshach Benu didn't double over the names, they're the, they are the strong ones. The ones he doubled over the names, they're the weak ones. That's the first period, because we already know Shimon and Levi should be part of the strong ones. However, this period also has a, a difficulty. Why? Because Binyamin was amongst the strong ones. According to this reading, Binyamin's name wasn't doubled over also. So Binyamin is from the strongest. But when you read the simple reading of the story, the narrative, till now, Binyamin was from the weaker ones. He was the youngest. He was called the Yelid Zikunim Katan, the son of the young age. Yankov Vina had was worried not to send him on this journey with Yehuda to go to see Yosef. Maybe a, a, an accident will happen. And also, the way Yehuda speaks to Yosef, you get the feeling um, that he's not so strong. Because Yosef say, Yehuda says, what do you want this guy for when he wanted to keep in Yomit? For everything I'm better from him. Sigh for, uh, as Ashi says, l'chol dobra nimu'ula. I'm better in everything. For, in strength, in battle be a servant. So it seems that Yom wasn't the, the, the picture of, uh, of strength. And yet, if according to this period where that 
that the, the weak ones are the ones Moshe Rabbeinu doubled over their names. It didn't double over their names. I'm sorry, the weak ones are the ones the Yisuf, that Moshe Rabbeinu doubled their names. So Shimon Levi Binyamin, the names weren't doubled. That means they're from the strong ones. Shimon and Levi we know, but Binyamin is a problem because he, he seems from the weaker ones. However, so may, but still, even though there's this issue with understanding Minyamin fitting into the to the stronger ones, still the Pirush Rashi brings. He brings this as his first Pirush. Why? Because according to the second Pirush, so even though Takam Yehuda's name was doubled, but that's nothing to do with weakness. So okay, you have five Shvatim. Besides Yehuda, you have five Shvatim. The Meishav Beno doubled their names, and especially Rashi says these are the ones that are singled out. Later, these are the ones he that Moshe Rabbeinu benches towards the end of the parsha. You know, the second set of brothers, and Moshe does strengthen double the names in order to give them strength. However, those five are still not separated in a clear way because, in the end of the day, Yehuda's name is also doubled, and that's why the first pirush is is more plausible. It actually means the first because in this case you have five that are totally different than the others. Their name wasn't doubled. Ah, you asked that Shimon and Levi, if, 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 if you're going with this first period, with the second period, Shimon and Levi, I'm saying if you're going with this, uh, one second. I in the first period, Shimon and Levi come out to be from the Chaloshim. On the weak ones. One second. I'm getting a little confused myself. In the first pirush, what is I, what is the first pirush? First pirush is that the ones that Moshe Rabbeinu doubled over their names, they are the strong ones, right? And therefore, Shimon and Levi are from. Sorry, so first Rashi. <coughs> Let's go here. First Rashi brings, <coughs> first Pirush of Rashi is that the ones that Moshe Rabbeinu doubled over the names were for the weak, were the strong ones, right? But the problem with that is that. Um, the problem that is that Shimon and Levi are amongst the ones that Moshe Rabbeinu didn't, um, didn't, um, <clears throat> their names weren't doubled, they're from the weak ones. How can we say they're from the weak ones? We know according to Pshut HaShemikah that they're from the strong ones. So wh what we're saying is, that's why there's two Pirushim here. Uh, one Pirush will put Shimon and Levi in the weak ones. That's a problem. One Pirish will put, we have to bring the other Pirish, where Shimon and Levi from the strong ones. However, the one where Levi and Shimon are in the weak ones, the problem with that are in the strong ones, the problem with that, if Shimon and Levi are in the strong ones, the problem is that then there's six that their names, sorry, no, no, no. If Shimon and Levi are from the strong ones, because what we're saying is that Moshe Rabbeinu didn't double over the names of the strong The weak ones were, were, we're doubled over. You know, just hang on a second, because the Rebbe is going to clearly later on in the Sikha say there's two virtues over each Pirush. So let me not jump ahead of myself here. Sorry, I'm being a little confusing here. 
So again, this problem that Shimon and Levi, in, 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 in the first shot, Shimon and Levi are from the weak ones, because Meshach Rabbeinu didn't repeat their names. So we can answer, Taka, they were weak. Ah, why were they able to kill out all the males of Shechem? It wasn't because of their strength, Taka. Because they felt themselves from the oldest, and therefore they felt responsibility of taking vengeance, of, as they said, will our sister be made like somebody ownerless, that anybody can just do what they want? And so there was this, um, there was, Reuben didn't step up to the plate, so they were the next ones that had to, they had to deal with it. So they went with a strong sense of responsibility. Now, why didn't Reuben? It wasn't that there was their natural strength. They just had this powerful passion that made them able to do this, right? Especially that the Anche Shechem, at the time, they were after, uh, after Bris, uh, right? And we say F, uh, uh, that their anger, their anger made them also stronger, as, as Yankov points out when he, in the end of his life. Now, why didn't Reuven Taki do anything? We're saying here that Shimon and Levi stepped up to the plate because they were the older ones after Reuven. Why didn't Reuven do anything? So the Rebbe says in Article 33, what, the fact that Reuven didn't do anything about it, even he, though he's the eldest, um, it must be, Rashi doesn't say, explain the uh, Reuven's silence here. So it must be, we could say a few simple reasons, which is, is why Rashi doesn't even have to comment. First of all, this is not appropriate behavior to the son of Yaakov. On the, on the contrary, later on we're saying that the fact that Shimon and Levi did it, that was the Chiddush. Second of all, we know that he had very soft emotional character traits, which are opposed to the concept of Nekama, taking vengeance. It wouldn't be in his uh, midas. Number three, Yerushalayim. He's a great Yerushalayim. We see that he was busy with uh, doing tshuva for the fact that he involved himself in his father's life. Um, so he would have been more cautious about doing it. Also, for it appears that it makes sense to say that when all the children were at home, taking care of the father needed to be through the eldest. Which is not the case when they were somewhere else, so then they took turns. When they had to be somewhere else, they took turns. But however, when they were uh, at home, the older one would, um, would be the one to serve his father. And um, especially as we see in Rashi, in Vayero, where... Uh, we point out that Avraham Avinu didn't go himself to get the uh, to get the food for the Orchim, for the angels that appeared as guests. And we point out there that this is something a little bit deficient. So it would be clear that if you're, all the kids are at home, they would want to serve their father personally, not through a shliach, not through um, um, delegating it to somebody else. If all the brothers are going to want to do this personally to serve their father, so of course the one who gets first pick is the eldest of them. Yeah. So I'll call upon him. Reuven was there. Shimon and Levi did it. So there were other, there were other um, things at work that made them have the power. So they could. It still fits Pshutishamikut to say that Moshe Rabbeinu doubled over the names of the strong ones, and Shimon and Levi's name wasn't doubled over. They're talking for the weak ones. The other way also makes makes sense, right? Now continues the Rebbe involved. 
in, when you get to Parshat Vazay Sabrocha, so from the simple reading of the, of the, of the Psukim, it's mashma that the ones that Moshe Rabbeinu doubled their names, those were the weak ones, and not, not the reverse. So first, let's understand what's the difference if Moshe Rabbeinu, what's the difference in meaning if Moshe Rabbeinu doubled their names because of their weak or because they were strong? So if we say that the weak ones were the ones that Moshe Rabbeinu doubled over their names, so the reason Moshe Rabbeinu doubled over their names is in order to point out, to give them additional bracha. As Rashi says there, in order to strengthen them and to give them power. Because they were weak, they needed to get the extra addition from Moshe. If you learn, however, that with the doubling over of the names, those were the powerful ones, those were the strong ones, so why did Moshe double over the names? Because to give them a special chashivus, special prominence. The prominence expressed itself in the fact that he mentioned their names twice. When he said their names, it's more, it's more prominent than the other names of the Shvatim. Like we say about the Brachat Avraminov, I'll make your name great. Strength kind of elicits a, a greater, a double mention of the name. Similar to what Rashi says, but by Avram, Avram, where Hashem says his name twice, it's a Lashon Chiba, it's an expression of endearment that he doubles his name. Rashi doesn't bring any explanation about that concept. Avram, Avram, he just says that we all understand when the name is doubled, it's a sense of endearment. When we talk about the difference in these two looking at the doubling of Moshe in the actual Brach of Moshe, according to the period that Moshe Rabbeinu doubled over the names, of the weaker ones, in order to add their bracha. So we understand why Moshe Rabbeinu doubled their names. It's part of the bracha. For example, to Zvulun. To Zvulun, he said, Zvulun, rejoice with you going out. It's, it's all part of the flow of the bracha and the, and the strength of the bracha. But if you're saying that really they were the strong ones, and that's why the names were re repeated. So the doubling of the name is not really a part of the bracha of Moshe Rabbeinu. They're not repeated by Moshe in order to strengthen the bracha. No, when the Torah, when, when, when their names are mentioned in the Torah, so then Moshe Rabbeinu in the Torah, so then the Torah doubles over the name in order to, to give prominence to the name. But that's not actually part of the, 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 the impact of the bracha. So according to this, we understand, it's part of the description of how Moshe Rabbeinu benched them and the more prominent ones are mentioned twice, mentioned in a, in a more powerful way. Whereas if it's part of the bracha, so Moshe Rabbeinu is giving them and saying Zvulun and Zvulun, and, you know, and, and this is kind of part of the bracha, part of the flow he's giving them. So according to this is understood that when you read simply the Pesukim Zesah especially the Pesukim that's talking mamish about the bracha of Moshe, it makes more sense to say that every word there that says it by the brachas is part of the brachas. And that's why there Rashi learns simply pshat that it was the, the weak ones that the names were doubled over. Shabbat doubled over the name as part of the bracha to give them strength, because in this in this way it it it, it reads more pshut shemikah that the repetition of the name is part of the bracha. Ah, you'll ask why is God's name repeated? Wasn't God already? We know He's already strong even before the bracha measure because He said He's going to lead the battle. So that says here in Haara forty, you could say a. Um, but this too, this too is a bracha. 
Well, it was sent back. Look in the twenty. I forget what does Rebbe say. Um, I'm not sure. Rebbe sends it to to Adam of Rashi. But here the Rebbe says another thing. Even if they were strong, that's why Moshe. That's why they offered to lead the battle. Moshe accepted. Moshe added through his bracha. Added more Zion. So now we understand in Vezesa Bracha it makes it reads more simply, and that's why Rashi only brings the spirit that this part of the Bracha. When he doubles their name, this is to give them strength. This way it's part of the Bracha. The Kodesh will understand what Rashi says. This is the Agoda of Eretz Yisrael. But in the Gemara Bavlis, in our Babylonian Gemara, what is he saying? Now he's, he's helping us understand why the content of these of these pirushim and why each pirush goes in the direction it does. What's the difference between the learning in Eretz Yisrael, Talmud Yerushalmi, Yerushalayim Talmud, and the, and the learning of the Babylonian Talmud? So they'll say that of learning in Eretz Yisrael is shorter, more concise, not with lengthy back and forth, questions, answer. And it's more and more, more concise uh, language. As the Gemara says, Ah, this, there's a quote in the Gemara, this Tana was from Yerushalayim, and that's why he said a, an easy, so, uh, shorter language. In other words, however, in our Talmud, the Babylonian Talmud, that is with Ariches, that the, the style of the Babylonian Talmud is with a length, back and forth, both in the, in, in the content, the way there's back and forth, and also in the, in the, the, the styling of the language. And therefore, it's understood that Abreshus Rabbah, which is the Agoda of Eretz Yisrael, that's where actually quotes from Agoda says, so they, that is going according to the Shitta, that when there's an option to learn the doubling of the names of the weak ones were doubled. Because Moshe Rabbeinu, in this case, it's because Moshe Rabbeinu spoke longer, he doubled their names in order to give a bracha. Because a bracha and tefillah could be shorter. Right? But he gives him a longer, it's part of the bracha, he gives him a longer bracha. Or learning that he doubled over the names of the, of the, of the strong ones would mean that Moshe Rabbeinu gave a shorter bracha because the, the repetition of the bracha is, is not really what Moshe said. It's a separate thing when the Torah, when it talks about the bracha, repeats the name in order to emphasize the prominence of this name. So the Agoda of Eretzal will say that Meshach gave a shorter bracha. And therefore, it's the, um, the weak ones, or the ones that names aren't repeated because, because the Torah didn't seek to add prominence. In other words, the Agadah Zayat is saying that Moshe Rabbeinu's bracha was shortened to the point by all the Shvatim. The fact that we find the name doubled by some, that's, it wasn't part of Moshe Rabbeinu's bracha. That's the way the Torah, when it quotes their names, speaks about the bracha that Moshe gave them. It's, it's given a, an extra, extra oomph. But Moshe Rabbeinu's bracha was always the short, concise, to the point bracha, without doubling names for any. I, the Torah, doubles the name of some, that's because the Torah is giving prominence to those chashavah, uh, strong shvatim. 
But the Gemara Bavlis, according to the way we learn in Bavel, that in order to give additional explanation, so then you speak more lengthily. So then in this case, we'll say that Moshe Rabbeinu doubled over the names in order to give them more bracha, in order to add bracha to the Chalashim, because that's why Moshe Rabbeinu gave it, was stretched out his bracha and added to it in order to give strength. He, didn't, he mentioned their names twice to give them strength. Ah, you can do it with a short fill also. Like the Gemara, like the Medrash lines. However, since you can give an additional, through by, by stretching it out, through by, by saying longer, you can give more bracha. So, and the Gemara in Bavli is into fleshing it out, saying it longer. So, therefore, it makes sense to say that the bracha of Mesha, in the way the Bavli, Bavli Talmud way, looking at the, the bracha of Mesha was given in a longer way. According to this, we'll understand where Rashi says, and in our in the Bryce and Sifri, it's taught like Zaysa Bracha. In Bryce and of Zaysa Bracha, it's taught like in our Gemara, in the Bavli Gemara. Why? Because in, from all this comes out, ah, now we're going to say the two Pirushim in our, in our, in our, what you call it, comes out, there's a double advantage in each Pirush over the other Pirush. A, from simple reading of Psukim here, B, from the doubling of the names. Okay, let's go, let's see why Rashi brings here two, and what's the pluses, pros and cons in each period. The double mile, the double advantage in the first period that Rashi brought is, again, what was the first period? That Meish Rabbeinu doubled over the names of the strong ones, right? So the double mile of that period is, a, according to Pshutish Mikra, Binyamin was from the weak ones, and Yehuda was from the strong ones, and that makes perfect sense. Moshe Rabbeinu doubled over the names of the strong ones. Yehuda is part of it, Binyamin isn't. However, another thing, base, when the Torah says that Moshe Rabbeinu took five people, it doesn't say which ones they are, so it makes sense to say that those are the five weaker Shvatim. And the fact that Moshe Rabbeinu didn't double over the names there's an exact number of five. It fits the five, because there's five shvat and the Meshach didn't double over the names. So that fits, right? So the five ones are the ones that Meshach didn't, uh, the name, there's, there, there, are, there are five that Meshach didn't double the names as Esau Baruch Binyamin is on the right side of the, the thing, Yehud is on the right side, perfect. However, there's a double advantage in the second period, that the, the ones that Meshach Double the names are the weak ones. Why? A, because in Pshutta Shemiko till now we have Shimon and Levi are from the strong ones and not from the weak ones. So if Meshach Rabbeinu doubled over the names of the weak ones in Zaysa Baruch, Shimon and Levi's name weren't doubled, they're in the right side of the story here. They're the strong ones. Two, it makes more sense that the doubling of a name is a bracha. It has to do with the etzem bracha in order to strengthen them. Because the other way is saying that the Torah is hinting Something else about these about these uh, shvatim by doubling their names that they were strong ones and it's it's not relevant to the actual text of the bracha, right? It, 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 um, and it, it's not not relevant to the actual. Um, it, it's relevant to their to their individual qualities, but why why would it be mentioned right there in the bracha of Moshe? Makes more sense to say that it's part of the bracha. Moshe gave a bracha. And he doubled their names to give them strength. And this second advantage that's part of the bracha, and that's why it's mentioned, and they're attacking the weak ones, and Meshach's 
strengthening them, Rashi emphasizes this, this advantage for the fact that he says that it's from the Sifri, and that the Sifri is in Zeisabracha, like Argamar. In other words, he's saying, because it's in Parshat of Zeisabracha, it makes more sense to say that doubling the names is, a, is part of the Bracha, it's part and parcel of the Bracha. And the same way, in the first two Pirushim, Rashi gives the reason by saying the reason that the Medrash goes this way to say that the weak ones, the names were not doubled. The strong ones were mentioned more because that's the Eretz Yisrael system, thinking that the Bracha was more concise. The Gemara Bavlis is on the opinion that the Bracha was more lengthy, more fleshed out. That's why when if the names were doubled, it means that on the contrary, they were the weak ones. But Rashi is hinging these two Purushim based on the style of learning of Etzol or Bovel. So that's why he says that in the Braisa of Sifri, in Zaysa Bracha, it comes out like the second one. What's Braisa? Braisa is everything, Braisas are based on what it says in Mishnas. But the difference is that the Mishnah, everything is, is concise and even only alluded to in a, in a remez, in a hinted form. Just to quote, uh, uh, it's written short, and it, and it, uh, and it um, as the Ramam says in Akdama Tepir Shamishnai, it's Dovar Kotzer, it's written short, and it includes and incorporates a lot of things in that conciseness. The Braisa, things are more fleshed out, with more length and with more detail. And that's why Rashi is hinting that the way of learning in the Braisa is Ariches, so they, the Brais of Sifri explains, like our Gemara Babylon, like our Babylonian Gemara, that the ones that Meshach Rabbeinu doubled over, they were the strong, they were the weak ones. And in this way, it comes out that Meshach Rabbeinu gave a lengthier bracha, and doubled over the names of the weak ones in order to give them strength and to empower them. But still, that's not the first Pirush in, in Rashi here. Rashi brings in the second Pirush. Nonetheless, in our Parsha, it's only a second Pirush. Why? Because... The main advantage of the second parish has been Parsha Zaysa Bracha, where we're talking about Bracha. However, in our Parsha, we said before that it, there's, a, there's an advantage in our, in learning that the Chaloshim, Moshe Rabbeinu mentioned the names of the, uh, of the weak ones. Why? Because as we said, Binyamin and Yehuda become on the right side of the, of the coin then. Binyamin is for the weak ones, Yehuda for the strong ones. And also the clear distinction of five is the ones that their names weren't doubled. So that's why Rashi brings that pirish for so those were for from the weak ones. Thank you.